Hey, Paula Rhodes here, otherwise known as Adora. Thanks for listening to the Harley Human podcast. Oh, for letting us put you under our spell. <laughs> To say to keep the devil away To stand by your rights Not be tempted by the night Funny enough He's skin soft as silk I don't feel any urge To drown in my own guilt He's the devil He's the devil In disguise Watch his eyes He's waiting Five years ago, I sent Cherry to kill Mr. Body. No reason provided, and he obeyed without question. In a stroke of incredible genius, he had the murder pinned on a rookie beat cop that was a new partner of some stooge we'd been paying off for a couple of years. We told him to bring a Patsy to the party, but the odds that he would bring Harley Hooman... Hmm. Even I couldn't have planned it better. I sense Cherry is near, and I wave all the guards away. Five years, and the traditional son finally returns. And with a gift for me. It's as if I planned all of this. Oh, wait. I did. <laughs> Cherry enters my chambers with the door over his shoulder. He goes to throw her to the ground. Ah, ah, gently, Cherry. Of course, my lord. It's been a while. Cherry gently places a door on the ground and falls to one knee in a sign of reverence. Oh, how I have missed him so. Rise, my friend. There is much to celebrate. You have completed the most difficult task I've ever assigned anyone, and you've done so magnificently. I see a small smile creep across Cherry's lips. And he slowly stands up. Thank you, my lord. I believe it is time that Adora and I have a long-awaited chat. I cast a minor healing spell on Adora. Trifle little things, these healing spells. Such a waste of magic. They're effective in this case as she starts to stir. When she comes to, she appears surprised. Adora looks round and spots Cherry. He looks down with hatred. Good. <laughs> then eventually, her attention draws on me. Welcome, my pet. Oh, Francis. If you wanted to see me, you could have just asked. Oh, oh, and what is that stink? <coughs> oh, yes, the smell. I wave my hands in the air and remove the scent of the sewers from my clothes. I do forget what it means to be presentable for someone who matters. <sighs> Much better. Would you mind telling me why I am here? It seems as if Cherry was no longer in your favor, so he decided it was time to complete his mission and bring you back to me, where you belong. Really? Cherry a rat? <laughs> and after all I've done for you? I look at Cherry and he doesn't even flinch. Stone cold. I love it. He knew that one day you would use me. And you did. Just as he said you would. Turning me into stone was a huge mistake, Adora. You were a tool, Cherry. 
and I used you accordingly, as Francis has for years. A very predictable tool. So very sad. Now, now, my pet, this is not the time for such biting words. It's time for celebration. Our family is back together again. Save your condescension for someone who cares, Francis. We were making the world a better place, Cherry and I, and you... You were doing everything you could to undermine it. I'm wounded, my pet. No one in this world did more to make me a better person than you. Remember the sockets for the gunrunners? We did a lot of good that night. You killed all 50 of them without a thought. And then we destroyed the guns that were selling on the streets. It took the gangs months to recover. Oh, I remember you seeing that as a victory back then. It was quite the, uh, mm-hmm, after party, if I remember correctly. Well, as much as you are a monster, I do have to admit that and quite a few other nights were exhilarating. Yes, yes, they were. I am uh, curious, though, my pet. Why the rats? Sure, they were fun game, trying to find them and all, but they were good people you sent me to slaughter. Was keeping tabs on me that important? Yes, frankly it was. You and I are far more alike than you care to admit, my pet. Far more alike. After searching for the viper with a fine-tooth comb, I hadn't found shit. Frustrated as a farm boy wanting to buy power converters, I returned to Jimmy's joint in an attempt to dispel whatever magic Baby was under. Upon my return though, the force was not with me. I sat down next to him and tried a Jedi mind trick, but he just kept staring at me while playing his piano. A weak-minded fool he is not. His eyes though, they were pleading with me. But why? I stood up and hoped a new perspective would help when Ray walked into the bar. Oh, I, uh, I was, um... Ray, great! I need help here. Baby keeps playing this song on his piano and he's never gonna give you up and never gonna let you down. Seriously, you rickroll me mid-episode? Never gonna run around? And desert you? Fine, you're no fun. I was just going to knock him off his piano. He seems to be under the influence of magic. I wouldn't do that if I were you. Hmm, magic? That's my guess. A door is magic. Ray looks a little guilty and refuses to make eye contact with me. What's the deal with that? I take three paces back and start to lunge at baby's shoulder first. Wait! What? What is it? Never gonna say goodbye. Oh, I hate you. Never tell a lie and hurt you. I slammed hard into Baby like a fireball from IU, but instead of hadoukening him off his piano, I got shariulkened backwards about 15 feet, and once again, hadamatsulken, into the bar. I really, really hate that bar. Ray rushes over to me. Except for that, you, uh, well, you might have deserved that. Anyway, I think he's, uh, I think he's under a charm spell. I saw the Viper cast something similar. Four years. Six months. Eight days ago. Ray looks straight at me with respect. Yeah. I mean, we, we, we tried everything back then. You, you, just, you just could never interrupt a person in their task. But... Ray and I look baby over. His hands are literally bleeding now. Every piano key must be agony. His eyes have tears streaking down them like he just watched the end of Toy Story 3. But 
He just keeps playing that song without missing a single note. His eyes are now begging for mercy. But all I got is a Widowmaker. He quickly looks down at my gun. I look down at it too. He aggressively nods his head. There has to be another way. He looks back towards the gun, then back at me. The tears have intensified, and the blood coming from his hands has doubled, smearing all over the keys. This is some molly muck blood magic right here. I cannot do this. I can't shoot baby. I can't even put him in a corner. Nobody puts baby in a corner. I see Ray run towards the bar. It appears like he has grabbed something and is heading back to us, but I cannot take my eyes off baby. I slowly place my hand on my gun and remove it from its holster and raise it towards him. His eyes plead me on. It's high noon. I can't, baby. I I just... Ray proceeded to trash Baby's piano. I know how much he loved that piano, but so did Adora. Yeah, she counted on it. As I saw him pleading with his eyes for you to kill him, I I knew I had to act fast, so I ran behind the bar and I found a large pipe dislodged by one of your many other crashes into it. I grabbed it and, oh. You and all Mike Tyson on its ass. Baby looks like he's starting to come too. Feelings swell inside of me. I will not be distracted by anything this time. When he stands up, I am kissing the Hatterful boyfriend out of him. I am going to rock that pigeon's world. He shakes his head and stands up, and he immediately locks eyes with me and launches himself face first. I close my eyes and await the soft touch of his lips. But it never happens. Mm. Mm. Yet I hear kissing. I open my eyes and look beside me as Ray and Baby are full on making out. Wow, did I misread that situation? And well, they aren't stopping. It. Oh, yep. I start to walk out of the club. I know when my princess is in another castle. How did I not know that? Wow. But before I leave, Ray takes a breath from his tonsil hockey long enough to tell me something. Oh, uh, before you go, I think you should know something. And Sherry, he, uh, well, he devised a plan to knock out Adora and, well, I, I kind of helped him with it by, uh, knocking her out. Mm, oh, and for that you deserve more death. Then he took it somewhere, but, uh, but you know, he never said where. I was supposed to meet him a day back at HQ, but, um, you know, he was acting really strange and I wasn't sure he meant it. Where did you last see him? In the alley, just outside the front door. Thanks, and, well, oh, I see you were back at it. Right, um, well, I'll meet me in the, um, the, the alley, um, yep, but I just gotta find the doorknob, um, <laughs> oh, oh, nice. I headed into the alley to see if I could CSI up any clues. Whoa, what's happening? Where am I? gonna be okay. You're at my place. Your place? I did move in, silly. 
it would technically then be our place. What? Also, I am really sorry. I've been reading so much late at night. I want to tell you why, but I'm afraid I... The prophecy. H how, how do you know about that? What's, what's the last thing that you remember? We moved in together. We both work at Umbrella. And again, how do you know about the prophecy? You don't have access to those books. You don't remember anything about torturing people or being the viper, do you? No! I've not tortured anyone in my entire life! What's a viper? Vanessa, I, I know you use magic. Are you telling me right now that you've never used it to harm people? Never! Why are you asking me this? And how do you know about my magic? Is there a spell to make you forget things? Uh, yes, it's called a blip. Yes, there is one. Oh, Vanessa, oh, man. I believe you've had your memory wiped, like, five years worth. I don't understand. Did Adora do this to me? Maybe, but you also might have done this to yourself. When I found you, there was a lot of questions. Maybe Harley knows magic. Harley? Who's Harley? I have five years to catch you up on, and I'm gonna be honest, Vanessa, you're not gonna like this story. But before I start, I need you to know something. I love you, no matter what. Harley Hooman is a production of a few really dope actors, plus the writer and producer of this episode, Blair Beveridge. The voice of Harley is Tierlyn Puxty. The voice of Adora was Paula Rhodes. The voice of the Vanessa was Diane Hutton. The voice of Ray was Jeff Mueller. The voice of Cherry was Gil Ramirez. The voice of Francis and the mystery voice all season was Classy Dawn. The voice of Baby was Joey Couture, and the voice of Jimmy was Blair Beveridge. Original music by Tierlyn Puxty and a variety of background music by various artists including Kevin McLeod. And all piano music was compliments of Mew from thedarkpiano.com. For all information on Harley Hooman, please visit harleyhooman.com.